Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Huzaifa, and today we are talking about not something math-related, though it's it's something that is related to education in general, and what is at the core, I think, in a lot of ways, it's at the core of success academically and beyond. And what I'm talking about is reading and the habit of reading. So this episode is sort of a follow-up to an article that I wrote called The Habit of Reading, Why It's Important, and How to Develop It. And what I'm going to be doing today on this show is I'll be reading through the epi- the article as I have in past episodes and then also throwing in my commentary and insights along the way. So again, this is an article That was written about a year ago, and of course, whatever new things that I've learned or picked up along the way, I will intersperse throughout. All right, so just want to give a little little start to this. When I was a kid growing up, to be quite honest, I wasn't a huge fan of reading. And I remember a lot of times even in school, the reading assignments I would get, I would do them, but only out of obligation. It often wasn't books that I was really interested in. And here and there, I would come across books like books like The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, that entire series was really fun for me. I enjoyed the Jurassic Park books. I enjoyed a lot of John Grissom novels, things like that. But for the most part, I wasn't super into the whole idea of sitting down and reading a book. It it was fun at times, but it wasn't my thing. And then, of course, I went to law school and was sort of forced to do tons and tons and tons of reading, even as an attorney. And I think when I finally figured out the types of books I like to read, it wasn't until I was in my 30s. And that is what you would categorize as self-development books. Those books are really fun for me because they give you tangible, real practical advice that you can implement to make yourself a better person on a continual basis, which is something that really fascinates me. The idea that you can you can change fundamental things about yourself and optimize yourself continuously so that each day you can wake up and feel like you're a little bit better, a little bit better, a, a slightly improved version of yourself, happier version, more productive version, etc. That's the stuff I like to read now. That Those are the types of books that I've been ripping through for the last few years. And I really enjoy them. I think they're, I think they're great. And it's the interesting thing that I've noticed as reading has become more of a part of my life, again, partially by obligation when I was an attorney, but also now by choice, is that it has so many amazing trickle-down effects. It has... It, it helps your writing abilities. It helps your speaking abilities. It, of course, helps your reading abilities. Now when I sit through these practice SAT reading sections, for example, 
I don't even, I don't practice them at all. Like when I was in high school, I, I would do tons and tons of passage practices and they were always the toughest part for me. And I've noticed now in the last year or two that they become really easy for me. And it's just because I've done so much reading otherwise. And so it's, it's a good thing to remember if you are preparing for a standardized test, and especially if it's a couple of years away, now would be the time to start trying to get into reading. And it's look, it's not a black and white thing where you either like it or you don't. If you spend the time to develop this habit, that's why this is entitled The Habit of Reading, if you spend the time to develop this habit, it will start feeling fun. You'll start almost getting addicted to reading. And then you won't have to be forcing yourself to sit down and read through books. It will happen very naturally and it will have it will pay dividends down the line. All right, so now I'm going to read from the beginning of the article and we'll go from there. Of all the important academic exercises, none are as critical to your success as routine reading. Throughout your education, teachers will assign mounds of textbooks, textbook reading in social studies, English, the sciences, and beyond. While it is imperative that you take your assignments seriously and blast through your requisite reading, that is simply the bare minimum. Your eventual goal should be to read as a pastime. Reading shouldn't be solely an activity guided by obligation, but one prompted by an organic desire. You all know what it's like to be driven by desire. It's all-encompassing, automatic, and thoughtless. For example, some of you likely possess a powerful sweet tooth, causing you to gravitate towards cookies and chocolates whenever there is an opportunity to indulge. Others might be fans of video games, eager to squeeze in playtime whenever and wherever possible. The interesting thing about these activities is that you don't need to actively tell yourself to play video games or eat chocolate. Your body naturally pushes you towards those activities. These subconscious desires and urges to perform certain activities or routines are what are known as habits. Okay, now I'm going to talk a little bit about habit formation. So again, the idea is you know when you feel this way about a certain activity and you don't need external pressure to do it to do something that you just love. Like if you love playing basketball, you just do it because you can't, you, you crave it, you look forward to it. And that's the goal with reading. And you can, and, and the cool thing is there's an amazing book called The Power of Habit where it talks about how habits are formed and how you can almost develop this healthy addiction if you want to look at it that way, this healthy craving to do really good things that are that are beneficial for you. Okay, so habit formation. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about how habits are formed. Habits can come in two broad categories, good habits and bad habits. A few examples of good habits are regular exercise routines, diligent homework completion, and well-oiled cleaning rituals. Bad habits are things like biting your nails, eating junk food on a regular basis, and playing a few hours of video games per day. Habits, both good and bad, are formed the exact same way via a feedback loop. It works like this. When you try an activity, it will either cause you pleasure or pain. Your brain then links that activity with a particular feedback. Once the activity and pleasurable feedback are linked, your brain has formed a habit. But you don't start engaging in that activity nonstop as soon as the relationship is formed. What then prompts the activity is what is called a cue. A cue is any sensory input that reminds your brain of the embedded activity. For example, a cue for junk food might be the smell of a candy bar or the sighting of a candy wrapper. Once you receive that cue, your brain will create a response based on the associated feeling. 
if pleasure was associated with this activity, your brain will generate a craving or desire to partake. That craving is the feeling you get when you really want to eat a chocolate bar. In sum, the basic cycle is cue, action, and reward. You hear people talking about passing by a bakery, right? And they pass by it and they smell the bread and they, they get this craving, this urge to go inside and, oh, I really want to get some bread or I really want to get a muffin. It's the same thing that I'm talking about here. I've seen people and myself have, you can develop these really interesting routines with or cravings for cleaning, for example. And this is something that I actually set out to develop and was able to create this habit just because I wanted to I just wanted to really have everything really nice, neat, organized, and clean where I live. And it it was interesting because around the time when I made this decision, I just read The Power of Habit. So I went ahead and forcefully created that habit by linking pleasure with associating pleasure, the feeling of of satisfaction with having things cleaned. And it works. It's, It's a weird thing. It's like the only way I can describe it is now when I see, let's say, a dish in the sink or something out of place in my kitchen, I get an urge, like a, but a good urge, like I get a craving or an urge to clean it up. And because I know after I'm done, it's like my brain knows after I'm done cleaning, I'll feel good, I'll feel happy. So that's the idea. Okay. Next section is called the benefits of regular reading. So why have I gone through the trouble of explaining the mechanism behind habit formation? Because the goal of any ambitious young person should be to create a soundly ingrained habit of reading. Why? The benefits of reading are innumerable. First, regular reading is the surest way to boost your vocabulary. Reading different words in various contexts multiple times is the best way to learn their meaning and correct usage. Over a lengthy period of time, this method of learning words is far superior to rote memorization because it is more likely to engage the visual parts of your brain. And this is because, of course, when we're reading, we are constantly imagining, visualizing, making images and movies in our head to go along with the words that we read. Secondly, reading will naturally bolster your writing ability. At the end of the day, learning to write is a very complex process. The English language has numerous idiosyncrasies and bizarre rules that are very difficult to master. But with enough reading, you will be able to learn these rules and nuances by osmosis. You will naturally develop a feel for what looks right. You will subconsciously know that a comma is out of place or that a period needs to be deployed to break up a lengthy sentence. Finally, reading will massively boost your ability to, well, read. Reading is the fastest way for any person to absorb new information. That's why it is a staple of all educational disciplines. Most people speak at approximately 100 to 125 words per minute, whereas the average reading speed is around 300 words per minute. That's nearly three times more information via reading than listening to a lecture. Until scientists invent a way to upload information directly into our brains, reading is the optimal delivery vehicle for knowledge. The more you read, the faster and more efficient you will become. So that's the idea. Uh, it's it's super important, very important, has all these amazing benefits. And I highly encourage you to try and cultivate this habit. Try and develop it. But the question is, how do you develop a re- habit of reading? What's the, what's the formula? What's the key? Even if we understand the process of habit formation, how do we do it? All right, well, the next section addresses that. 
How to build a habit of reading. Point made, reading is really important, but how exactly do you build in this habit of routine reading? Here's how. My first piece of advice is this, follow your bliss. This philosophically charged phrase was coined by Joseph Campbell, a famed scholar with an unbridled passion for the humanities. It's simple, elegant, and spot-on advice for all walks of life. In essence, it is a straightforward directive to do what warms your heart and makes you happy. Translation, if you like science fiction, read science fiction. If you like fashion, read about fashion. Simply take inventory of your passions and choose books accordingly. This will make reading fun, and when things are fun, you tend to do them more frequently. So again, this goes back to what I was saying before. It's now that I've actually found a genre of books that I really enjoy. It happens very naturally, the reading, the sitting down, because I look forward to it. I enjoy it. I know I'll get something out of it that I can apply in my life. And to me, that's exciting. That's engaging. That's interesting. But that my mom likes different types of novels. My mom likes fiction novels. And that's awesome because the, the point is it's not about trying to change or trying to read things that are related to a particular topic. Just read what you like. And that's the beautiful thing about reading is that if you just read – stuff that is fun to read versus not versus trying to do something you don't like just reading in general is going to be good for you it's going to be good for your mind for your brain and for your vocabulary your speaking abilities so on and so forth so just that's the cool thing just choose what you like and go for it my second piece of advice is to create a reward system in order to forge a strong habit remember the q activity reward progression the idea is to take advantage of this mechanism and use it to build a positive habit. It's all about inserting the right rewards for the right activities over and over until the habit has been formed. For example, every time you read for 30 minutes straight, give yourself a quick reward. This could be a brief intermission to play a favorite video game on your iPhone or a few bites of your favorite food. The idea is to associate a reward with the activity of reading. So an act, a reward could even be as much as standing up and, and patting yourself on the back and being like, all right, yes, I just got through 30 minutes of reading. Go tell your parents if you're, if you're a kid listening or if you're a parent or an adult, tell your friend or your spouse, hey, I just finished 30 minutes of reading. Isn't that awesome? Get an attaboy and let that really just wash over you. That can be your reward. Okay. Once you put the reward in place, the cue, which is anything that makes you think about reading, will eventually trigger a craving to read. Once this habit is hardwired into your brain, you will naturally want to read in your spare time. It won't be a task that you will have to force upon yourself. Instead, you will do it of your own volition. If you can reach this point, you will be well on your way to achieving academic excellence. So again, the idea is now you're pairing these, this activity with a reward, whether it's a good feeling, whether it's a tangible something like a piece of food, eventually your brain will make the connection and will naturally start, as soon as it gets a cue, it'll naturally start pushing you towards that activity because it, it, it will now think, hey, I'm going to get a reward every time this happens. And before you know it, you'll just go and do it. And, that, and that's the thing. It's like we see, we see these attractions happening all the time. And it can happen in, in positive ways and also destructive ways. But it's like so much easier to 
to build this into ourselves where it's it's something that is happening almost as an impulse versus mind over matter where it requires willpower. It's so easy. And the beauty of the, the reason why The Power of Habit is my favorite book, that ever, one of my favorite books, I've read some other really cool books, but it's one of my favorite books is because it opened my eyes to the fact that this is something that you can manipulate positively to use to your benefit. And man, it can have just unbelievable effects. It's like if you can master habit formation, you can master reading, you can master mathematics, actually, you can master being in shape and physically fit, you can master your eating habits, your cleanliness, all these different things, literally everything in your life, I think, for the most part can be mastered if you can understand and effectively then build the right habits, the habits that you want to adopt. So that's what I've got to say on that. That's all I got there. And I and just to emphasize again, this is something my parents told me my entire life. And like I said, it was really hard for me to adopt. And I think that was because once upon a time, it was something that I just was told I had to do. And I needed to, I just needed to do it. And that's, it's just not fun to do things that way. But once you can make it part of something that you just love and that you're passionate about, man, it just changes, changes up everything. So please, if you're a parent, think about this and think about trying to encourage your kids in a really positive way, in a fun way. Again, I would say don't be upset if they don't adopt it because that very well may happen too. They may resist and that's fine. It's it's their course, it's their path. Uh, Hopefully, eventually one day they will reconsider it and and try it out when they realize all the all the value that they can they can get from building in this habit. So if you want to check out the show notes for today's episode, go to www.scalarlearning.com and as always if you have questions or comments, email me at huzefa@scalarlearning.com. Would love to hear from you. And if you have any suggestions for new topics, pass that along to me as well. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast for new episodes on the regular about education, math, reading, everything under the sun related to learning. And that's all for today. Hope to see you guys next time. Take it easy. Learning, give me that skill and learning. Give me that skill and learning.